What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello! Hey, yeah, nice start. Nice start. (laughs) Well, that's from yelling out last night at the Lenore I, County Fair but, with Lars and I. My, uh, my daughter and wife were there. Uh, Michaela and Lily Grace uh, said you uh, showed out quite well. They were very impressed. And um, so that was a great crowd last night. Well, uh, the, 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 man, I, what a great start. I'm 30 seconds in. I can't even speak. Tanya estimated that there were about 2,000 people there last night. That's so awesome. That's Just so awesome. right there around the – and then – and here's how you know it was awesome. Hey, hey let me introduce everybody here. I don't even know who we good. are. I mean <laughs> – Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is hope day. It's Wednesday, October the 4th in the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, this is episode 943 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, man, we have another fun show for you today. You've already heard his sexy voice. He's bringing sexy back. Oh, uh, it'll take a minute. <laughs> there you go. Joining us right now here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio slash office is Kenston's Renaissance man himself, I, I like that. I think that's that's how. Uh, I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think that's it's a good description kind of you to say. Uh, but it's uh, our good friend Michael Martin. He's also our golf expert. We're going to find out what happened with the American Ryder Cup team over the weekend, which I watched more of the Ryder Cup this weekend than I pro- than I can honestly say than I ever have. Probably it was because of you. <laughs> you reminded me one day. Was it Friday or Saturday? You're like, are you watching? I'm like, oh crap! So yeah. I, I turned it on and. Uh, not too good. Although it now a nice bounce back on Sunday, though. Yeah, you know, it, it was, um, it, you know, Friday was terrible. And, and there's no other way to describe it. And, um, you know, I think that there are plenty of folks out there that are trying to find somebody to blame, trying to, you know, whether it was Zach Johnson's captain's picks or, you know, Zach Johnson's strategy. But, you know, our our mutual good friend John Marshall said it best that uh, good golf cures all. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is I think our 12 guys um, were a team that, that had they fulfilled their potential could have uh, created a very competitive and, and, and probably won. Um, but here, here are the facts. Victor Hovland, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy combined for 10 points. 
Good Lord. So, so That's pretty strong right there so when you only need, what, 14, 14 and, and a half. half. So yeah. you had nine other guys that had to <laughs> accumulate four and a half points. Um, and, and that's that's ultimately what it boils down to is, you know, those four guys played tremendous golf. And, and those three guys, pardon. Um, and, and plenty of other players from Europe played well. Um, there are plenty of guys from the United States, most notably uh, – Scotty Scheffler did not perform well, um, and uh, and Jordan Spieth played really poorly, um, and and you know you got a guy like Ricky Fowler who only played twice. Yeah, there were rumors that there was um, some some illness, uh, stomach bug or something that had hit him. Um, but I think that he was sick of his game because uh, <laughs> when he did play, it was it was not good. It was just, yeah. I, I think that um, I think the real winner was uh, Marco Simone. That was a, a, a that was a really fun uh, layout for that type of competition. Uh, the sixteenth hole provided you know, some great drama. It was a drivable par four um and uh it you know i i think that you know if you look at it in totality um 15 and a half i think was uh the their winning score and and but if you look back to whistling straights in 21 the united states won 19 to 9 wow um and and so so I didn't even I gotta admit I didn't watch any of the twenty one. Was it pretty much wrapped up after two days or yeah? Or I mean it, the first day maybe no yeah. not, no not not quite but but to an extent and it, but what I really it, what I really like about the Ryder Cup and and what we saw in this Ryder Cup to to a degree, um, yeah, you know, Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka went out on. Saturday morning and got beat nine and seven. Ugh. Explain yeah. to explain to golf. So, uh, so, who, who so, nine and, so nine and seven is you're losing by nine with seven holes to play. Um, God, they were beat. Well, I mean, it, so they played 11 holes and got beat on nine of them. Um, and uh that's actually hard to do isn't it uh, for 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 guys of that talent yes yeah. um, collectively that team shot 46 on the front brooks Kapka. you'd like to think that michael martin Scottie could go out Sheffler. there and shoot a, a 46 right uh, uh, well it, it would be a struggle <laughs> but i think that it, it i if you were going to try to decide who is more likely to shoot a 46 it would be me not them that's crazy. um but you know that that's just an abject failure of two guys on a golf course. Yeah, you can't blame that on Zach Johnson. You can't blame that on you know on Europe beating them. Now Europe beat them, but that's a case of two guys going out there and beating themselves. I didn't watch. Um, I tell you what, let's put a pin in that because I want to d- deep dive into this. We got sure, some other sure. things, uh, but. Uh, We'll put a pin in that because that's where I want to pick it up at the nine and seven round there. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, I would even think that 
you know, you or John Marshall or uh, Corey Povar, who, by the way, is going to be our second guest oh, here today. Man, that's awesome. Uh, could go, could shoot four. I mean, because that's that's a ninety-two. It is a ninety-two. You know? Chris Hatcher 92. could probably get out there and, and hit that, right? Oh, I mean, I, I think, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it it's a hard. It was a hard golf course, and um, but you know that. That was just a abject failure. I mean, there's no other way to describe that. So. Well, that's Michael Martin. We've got him here for the whole first hour. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Coming up in our second hour, we're going to be joined by the outgoing director. And I hate to say that, the outgoing director of the Kensal and North County Parks and Recreation Department, Corey Povar. It's going to be a, a bittersweet time here over the next week or so. Uh, I think he, his final day is on the 20th. So it's two weeks from uh, Thursday. Uh, man, the, the man has done a great job in his time here and I'm going to get your thoughts on him here in a few minutes. Uh, but, uh, man, some things to get into before, and why don't we start with Corey Povar before we uh, get back to Ryder cup and just, uh, I got to tell you, man, it's, and now I've only been on the parks and rec commission again. I was on from 2011 to 2017, and, but I've only been back on now for <coughs> a few months. I didn't know he was even looking to go anywhere. I would, I got to tell you when he comes in here. In the eight o'clock hour, uh, you're going to hear some begging on these airwaves. Okay, he has been just such a a joy to work with. I mean, and just a, a guy who came in, he made Kinston and Lenore County his home, and was as invested in the kids and the parks director, parks and recreation department as Bill Ellis. I mean, and you talk about somebody that came in with two strikes. Well, I wouldn't say two strikes, but it, it was the almost deck, like the deck, a, was, the deck was stacked against him. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got incredibly large shoes to fill and I've never seen Bill Ellis's feet. Thankfully <laughs> he's but, got big feet. I'm assuming he's but, about six, five, so. but you know, yeah, huge shoes to fill and, and not having a presence in Lenore County previously. So, you know, but I think in retrospect, that probably was to his advantage. Um, You know, I I think what you end up getting, and you and I have talked about this before, and, you know, you said, yeah, that you thought it should have been part of the family. And, and I think most people did, but I recall, um, in one of my numerous uh, career paths, when I worked in banking, um, and I was hired uh, by BB&T at the time, and when I when I went in, it, I went in to manage a specific group, and I, I said something about, well, why didn't you hire from within? And the lady that that was in charge of the hiring process told me, she said, when you hire from within, inevitably, there's going to be, well, why wasn't it me? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think that that, that protected the, the continuity that Bill was leaving behind. I mean, you were leaving behind an incredibly – strong set of lieutenants and by picking one of them to be the general you could have potentially created some animosity whereas by bringing in someone from the outside yeah i think it gives those whom were already in place a chance to 
to continue to show their strength. And to grow. And to grow. I'm not sure, you know, and like you said, you're absolutely right. When Bill left, I was wanting, uh, I'm not even going to mention names, but there were two or three candidates that were on staff that I thought they would be, you know, that they would step right in and all that. I was wrong. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying that they couldn't have come in and done the job, but to hire someone from outside with the strength of personality that Corey has and just he's organized. I mean, he is if there was one complaint about Bill Ellis and there were hardly any, but I and I think even Bill would say this. He wasn't exactly the most organized person on the planet. You know, I mean, now his multitude of other strengths made up for that. Well, but, but, uh, you know, I think that. And does, not, does that make sense? And I hope. No, it makes, I just, it makes You know what's going to end up happening, don't you? Someone's going to go back to Bill and say, oh, Brian and Mike were talking junk about you and how you. If, if somebody goes back and says that, listen to the whole thing. I love Bill Ellis. Bill Ellis is the best person rate director we've ever had. But everybody, you have weaknesses, Mike Martin. For sure. I have for weaknesses. Sure. For sure. If they're the only weakness that you have is that you're maybe not as organized as you need to be, then you know what? You're still a hell of a director, and that's what Bill Ellis was. And I think that there are tools in place now that make this generation more organized than previous generations, technology at the forefront. Um, and I also think that that organization has become a more um, something that's more on the forefront of leadership than it had been in the past. You know, I, I think the previous generations, it's get the job done. Yeah. By and, any means necessary. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and to, you know, today's generation and, and, uh, you know, I, Corey, more than you and I, you know, would fall into that category. Um, you know, there are uh, programs taught for, you know, organization. And, you know, there are, are classes and things of that nature. And, yeah, and I think in regards to that specific field, as, you know, it was Scott heading out to class this morning, you know, he's studying – you know, that sort of thing. And, and I would imagine that, you know, organization is a big, big component of what he's studying over at East Carolina to, to get involved in that. And, um, and I would be willing to bet that it probably was not at the forefront of, um, of the curriculum when, uh, Bill Ellis was training and learning to, to lead in, uh, in that regard. Ah, you're absolutely right, man. And again, uh, Corey Povar will be our uh, second hour guest, uh, as we will, I, I can't wait to talk to him. And I want to ask you this. What do you think with him out going now? Like I said, he's got a couple more weeks here. What would you say three years from now, when we're looking back at his tenure that he was here, what are you going to consider his strengths or maybe even his legacy, Mike Martin, you know, his availability, you know, and I will be the first to say that um, that our family does not is not as involved with parks and recreation as many families because yeah, Lily Grace was terrible at t-ball and she sucked at soccer. Thank goodness, <laughs> um, because you know it, it. And and so her passion 
was dance. No, you didn't drop a thank goodness there. Oh, Bo, look, I, I, <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've said, had she been good at soccer, someone was going to ask me to coach. And everything I know about soccer, I learned from Ted Lasso. Okay. So, and, uh, but, um, you know, she found her strength somewhere else. So that did not lead us down the parks and recreation path. Yeah. But for one reason or another, a couple of times a year, I would have to, to reach out, uh, you know, for something in regards to parks and recreation. And every single time... He Corey Povar answered on the first call, and wow. it and it wasn't always during traditional office hours. Um, you know, it it was um, it, it, that that I think will be his legacy that that he was there. Yeah, I accessible. Mean, yeah, very absolutely accessible, accessible awesome. and you know, and 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 he came in immediately and was a presence in the community. I mean, when we went, if we were downtown at mother earth, you know, we would run into he and his wife. I mean, they were, they ingrained themselves in the community. Um, and, and they became a part of, you know, what I like to call the, the Kenton Lenore County family. I mean, they, they really invested in, and I and I don't think that's something that you can fake. I don't think that um, you have to be genuine, and 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 Corey was genuine, and you know, and he gave a lot of opportunities to um, to some new faces, and uh, you know, Bill Bill said on this show that his strength were the the men and women that that he surrounded himself with and he put in place. Um, and, and I think that in that regard, Corey continued that tradition in, you know, seeking out, um, young, talented men and women and, and putting them in the right place. And, um, I, I think that that's, uh, that, that's a wonderful thing. Well, uh, again, can't wait to have Corey on here, and I think that is a very good legacy. But I'm going to ask him what I, what he thinks his legacy is going to be here. And I, like you said, I, I dare say that's going to be one of them. Okay, uh, let's hit all this other stuff before we get back to the Ryder Cup. Uh, I, I tried to get you to come over and watch some football with. Uh, we had Jacques over. We had. Uh, that was why I didn't come. <laughs> okay, we had. Uh, uh, Weatherington came over and watched with us, and nice. uh, it, it, we had a good time, man. We had a good time. But uh, I called my boy, uh, Mike Martin. I'm like, dude, come watch football with us on Sunday, and you didn't come. I was supporting the arts. <laughs> you were. You said I'm a renaissance man, my brother. That's, uh, I was out supporting the arts. Yeah. Well, uh, you went to go see Little Mermaid. Linda and I went Saturday night, and I got to tell you, dude, let me say my part. I, mean, I already did on Monday, but I can't wait to hear from you. I was blown away. I mean, I was absolutely blown away. I cannot believe the level of talent that we have here. And I mean, it starts with Holly Holder and I wish I had my program in here and I could name off some of the other people, but I mean, uh, the lady who played Sebastian was amazing. Uh, the gentleman who played, uh, Ariel's dad, he was amazing. I mean, and I'm talking about not just her acting ability, but did you hear, I mean, okay. You saw Sunday's performance. Linda and I saw Saturday's performance. 
Do you remember hearing a missed note the entire time? Because I got to tell you, I don't remember one time going, oh, my God, they messed that note up or something like that, dude. I'm, I'm serious, dude. No, it, it, it was a tremendous performance, and I, I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm sending you a, um, a message right now. So uh, take a look at, okay. at this that I'm sending you. So um, first of all, you know, I don't think that we always do um, the best job of of celebrating the arts. Yeah, um, you're right, dude. Look around where you're sitting right now, dude. I mean, <laughs> right. And and, and, I'm, and I'm a sports guy. You know? Yeah, but I'm sitting right here in front of Linda's crafts, and this is very artistic. <laughs> but um, you know, you're welcome to. Make well, you some I, I do. Or I do. From, I anything. do from time to time as I sit here <laughs> when you're talking. But um. <laughs> But no, you know, it, it was a tremendous performance and Holly Holder was amazing. And, um, and it, you know, it, it's, it's an important component. Oh, of, these are awesome. I got it. He sent me pictures, everybody. Yeah. So, and, uh, it, yeah, so what I was going to tell you is at intermission, a gentleman came out of the back and, uh, he said he saw Bella and I sitting there, um, and he said, I, I want you to know that as the final number starts, if you'll go ahead and head to the lobby, we'll make sure that she's the first to be able to get pictures with with the cast. Wow. Um, and for the listeners that don't know, um, Michaela and I, we're a blended family, um, and we have an amazing daughter, Lily Grace, but Bella uh, – is our daughter as well. Um, she's with her mother most of the time in Tarboro, but Bella does have Down syndrome. And um, and I would be willing to say that there was probably not another person in the audience that was more excited about that performance than she was. Well, I and, love her little mermaid shirt she had right, on, too. She had all the Disney princesses on her T-shirt. And, um, you know, Michaela and I took uh, Lily Grace and Bella and then um, – Ansley and Ashlyn Robinson joined us as well. And it, but you're right, the production was incredible. Um the entire cast I, I thought did a tremendous job. And the group that 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 did this performance is not a Lenore County based group. It's uh Elysian, I think the is Elysian it. players out of Newburn, yeah. Yeah. And uh they do a lot of performances in Carteret County, Craven County and and surrounding areas. But one thing that I was really excited to hear, um, the the gentleman who the direct who directed it, um, he he told me he said, you know, this facility is amazing. Yeah, and uh, and it is. I mean, you know, the um, the Briley Auditorium, uh, in in honor of our our good friend uh, Doctor Brantley Briley, um, who who is an amazing gentleman and, and, and we need to get him on here sometime. Uh, you know what? I don't that, know if I've ever had him. He on would here be a before. great, he would be a great guest. Um, although the FCC may, uh, <laughs> may, may, uh, come down hard on Brantley with some of his antics, but you know, that, that's just another thing in this County that, um, that, that, you, you do a tremendous job. I mean, and they're, they're the title sponsor of the show, Lenore Community College. But, um, you know, 
Dr. Rusty Hunt and, I mean, you just name a person out there. Um, Jeannie Kennedy. Yeah, uh, Timothy Maddox. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jessica. Um, you know, you go on and on and on, and and that is another set of – that's another situation where we probably, if you look at, at our county – in a um just based on the numbers no one would believe that we have the amount of talent in this county that we do i agree with and that. and you know and and the staff and 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 the folks at lenore community college i think are really sort of a microcosm of that i mean you have the best and the brightest in in that field and and i and i think statewide it, you know that's really one of the great assets that the state of north carolina has is a community college system um yeah i think yeah if you look at two things as a state that we are so fortunate in is is our community college system our university system as well and healthcare. yeah um you know i've i have traveled a fair amount but um, you know, our, our pastor at first Presbyterian church, um, Travis Allen came from Texas and Canada, Texas, where he and, and, and his family, uh, were pastoring at that time. I think he said that the ma- that the closest major hospital to them was like six hours away. Wow. Um, my pastor in Tarboro, uh, wow. Ben Kane, um, he he was from Tennessee, and and he often talked about rural health care in Tennessee, how how terrible it was, and you know we're we are here in Eastern North Carolina, and I grew up in, you know, some of the you know the deepest outreaches of the state. I mean, Atlantic North Carolina, you know, uh, an amazing place, but it's you know, essentially an hour from the hospital in Moorhead City. And if you look at Eastern North Carolina, that's about as far as anyone can be. And while an hour sounds like a long way in relation to everywhere else, it's yeah. nothing. We're well, so no, fortunate. Right. We're so fortunate to have the the health care that we have. And, and, and uh, I think it's um, – it goes without saying that East Carolina University is the most impactful, in my opinion, and and you know there are plenty of Carolina fans and state fans out there that would probably disagree with this, but I, I think East Carolina University is probably as as impactful on the healthcare of an entire region. Mm-hmm. It more impactful than than any other university in the state i would have to agree with you but like you said it just it all goes back to what we were originally talking about there about the little mermaid it's just uh and the great job they've got white christmas that's underway now that they're they've already began rehearsals for i guess they've already chose the uh the yeah crew for that in fact lily grace is uh is participating in that what? we're really excited yeah she's part of the dance ensemble I tell you what, then and... i'll have to get jessica cruz in here because oh, we're going to be promoting that and then have you think you bring uh oh lily grace would 
do backflips to do this show. She, in fact, in fact, Michaela. Oh said, man, okay. In fact, how, Michaela, how old is she now? She's eleven. Eleven. She's okay. eleven. But no, she would be thrilled to, to come and be a part of that. I and, tell, hey, um, count on it. Count. And, but Jessica, uh, so Jessica and I have have some experience together as well because she did Annie and I. Uh, I uh, I was part of the cast of Annie. In Wait, fact, what? Yeah, so this okay, is... Dude, I've known you. I had no idea. Now, I didn't go see Annie, so well, I, I You wasn't... missed out. You missed out. Who but are you? I was uh, I was Roosevelt. And and here's what's... So okay, like, yeah, who is he in the... He's the president. Okay. Uh, so, oh, President Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah. You were President yeah. Roosevelt. So here's the, the backstory. <laughs> I did not know this. The backstory to this is hilarious, because in my entire life i had never performed anything like i mean middle school high school no drama no nothing and jane brothers i know jane uh and and, um in fact i tell you um uh uh a quick point of personal uh personal point for me jane if you're listening jane lost her her brother john langley this weekend okay john was a special guy and uh and but jane we're we're all thinking about you and your family but um but so jane comes to me and she says i need a favor and anyone who knows me knows that you can't say i do not say no often and so she said I need you to be in the performance of Annie. And I was like, Jane, I've never just came done out of left field, like I'm guessing, no, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she said, well, there's practically no lines. You know, she said it, it, it's just it, you, you hardly have one or two lines. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go look into it. So <laughs> I go out to the college, and I sit down with Jessica, and Jessica says, um, yeah, here's here's your uh here are your lines and I mean it was a couple of pages of lines that wasn't terrible, but yeah, I mean it was much more than Jane had alluded to. So I was like, okay, you know, and yeah. So <laughs> then rehearsals start and the first musical rehearsal Wait a minute, ha- you didn't have to sing, did you? Oh boy, keep going. Hang, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hang tight. Hang okay. tight. <laughs> so my first time meeting the esteemed and talented Timothy Maddox was uh the first musical rehearsal and yeah, I'm singing along with the ensemble and that's not a big deal. I mean, you know. So but but before it started, Timothy comes up and he says, Can you sing? And I said, Well, everyone can sing. And he said, no, seriously, can you sing? And I was like, no, seriously, everyone can sing. I mean, <laughs> some people sing well, some people sing poorly, but but everyone can sing. Yes. So he says, you know you have a solo, right? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you've got a solo. Well, somebody like, has oh, to have this on video man. somewhere. It, it, I, I don't know. But... um. But I did, yeah. It, but, and it turned into just an amazing experience. Um, and I, and I've told people after, you know, I, I can now see why people who are into drama and product drama, you know, what, what's the phrase? I mean, 
people call them drama geeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why people geek out ever doing that because you become part of a family. I mean, you are so invested in those people who you are performing with. Um, I I got to perform. uh, uh, Debbie Grimes was uh, um, part of my small part of the show. Uh, Dr. John Herlong, who, oh, wow. You talk about how talented dude. John Herlong is amazing. Um, but, um, but yeah, so. How did I not know this? How many years ago was this? Oh, it was, uh, what storm was it that did all the damage to the auditorium out there? Was it Ophelia? No. I don't know. Ophelia just came through. So, since the pandemic. See, I put everything now. It was, before, it was, pre, pre, post, it was pre-pandemic. 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 So, so probably 2018, yeah. 2019, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, but, um. <laughs> It was it, it was really an amazing experience, and and, and there again, yeah, you know, the amount of talent that that we have in our community that that you would never know about unless you you participate in these things. Um, it, it was awesome, and uh, and I did sing on stage by myself. Give us a few notes now. Um. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean. The world radio premiere of Michael Martin. Yeah. uh, The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. Bet your bottom dollar (laughs) that tomorrow there'll be sun. Is that what you do? Yeah. I didn't do it like that. Uh, Timothy Maddox made me sound a lot better. But, um, (laughs) But, no, it was, it was. It, it it was so cool and so much fun and and it's really awesome to see. Again, I've known you for several years. How in the world did I not know? I don't even know. How, <laughs> well, we weren't doing the show then. No, so this is. Uh, uh, but we talked about it at Rotary. Um, but um, it, anyway, it, it's you know neither here nor there. <laughs> but it was. Uh, but we did the first weekend of shows. I feel like we did like a Tuesday for elementary school kids and then uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then like the following Thursday, the hurricane storm, storm comes through. And, 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 See, and so we didn't, and we didn't get to do our second, uh, second weekend of shows. Uh, but, um, was it Florence? That could have been a, it. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. They all run together, man. Yeah, they do. Sad, sadly, we've had too many, but thankfully, it looks like uh, knock on, uh, yeah. knock on everything you can that that this year we're spared. But well, it's been very active. The, it, there've been a lot of hurricanes out there. What we're up to S or something like that, S or T. Yeah, but they've yeah. all thankfully they've all just been out in the Atlantic. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's. Um, my my man, Mike Martin. Yeah. See, now I'm going to have Jessica's going to be on sometime in the next couple of weeks. And uh, now I'm going to have, I tell you what, that's what we need to do. Let's do. I'll set it up on a Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. How for about sure, that? We'll sure. set it up on a Wednesday. Yeah. Can you bring Lily Grace in? Oh, absolutely. She'd be thrilled. She'd be we, thrilled. We've got four microphones here. We and, can do and this. Tell you, yeah, is some, she singing in it? Or no, she, no, oh, okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 uh, no. But something else that was really that, um, like, so there's a dancer from East Carolina who's coming over and is part of the white Christmas show. And he's amazing tap. And, um, and so 
Lily Grace and Michaela on Friday night went over to ECU to to see um, Jessica Harris, who uh, Lee and and Robert Harris's daughter performed with the ECU Dance Ensemble for their uh, their show. Jessica, who was part of Studio eighty six with Lily Grace, so they went over to see her perform and. And the guy who's part of White Christmas, he was uh, in that show. And uh, Michaela said it was the first time she had seen Lily Gray starstruck that she wouldn't go over and speak to him because, oh, he wouldn't know who I am. And <laughs> Michaela's like, honey, you dance next to him. You know, he definitely knows who you are. But, um, yeah, we need, to, we need to do more to celebrate the arts. We need to do more to, um, to shine a light on that part of our community because – I have said on on countless occasions, and and in particularly when I was running for city council, is that we have been incredibly fortunate to be known for for our athletics. Yeah, um, yeah, we are uh, basketball town USA, in my opinion, and have not per- just yours, many, yeah, many's yeah. opinion, and uh, and and as I look around your plush, well lit studio <laughs> and. The jerseys hanging of oh, of so many. There's incredible. a new one you get. How about my new Derek Rivers oh, uh, Houston about, Texans jersey, man, dude? Strong, strong. Yeah, you know yeah. all these these amazing athletes. Uh, but I I said numerous times that I feel like the next star that comes from Kenton is going to be a, a an artist of some sort, a singer, a um, a, a, a rapper, a you know, dancer, uh, a painter. I mean, well, when and, you look at this little small town, Jamie Presley from here, right? You know, Marcus Mazel from here, who's won in a won a Emmy. Uh, oh my gosh, my! You're speaking of Ted Lasso. Why am I having a brain toot here? Or the guy who's been on the show several times now. Oh, I hope he doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> but he, you know, he is an executive producer, not just a producer, an executive producer of that. It's a this little town of twenty thousand people, Mike Martin. That you and I are, you know, uh, not we're not native sons, but we're, uh, you know, we, we've we've come in here. Just I don't think people realize just the amount of talent, like you said, athletics wise, and just all the different ways wise that we're so blessed to have here. We we really are, and um and and and. and I really think that, and this will possibly you know, make some people cringe when I say this, but um, our arts council is, is amazing, and they do. Why would they make somebody cringe? Do great That's, things, oh, but okay. but I do think that um, we need to find a way to make those programs more accessible to all. Okay. residents of yes. Kinston. Yes. Um, and in addition, I, I think that we need to uh, attempt to to curate programs that would be um, would, would would create excitement for for underserved areas of our community. Um, Linda chimes in and agrees with you. She said, Clay, you know her son, Clay. I do. He's extremely talented. I've performed with Clay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Said he talks about needing to celebrate the arts in Lenore County, so she's back here. And it's Kip Kroger. That is, uh, thank you, Linda. Thank you. She just texted that to me. Uh, Producers are clutch. 
I'm telling you, man, and uh, he is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Dude, we've got to move on. We've got For to move sure. on. Because, uh, dude, sure. we're 20 minutes away from the top of the hour, and we haven't even talked uh, really talked about Ryder Cup the way I want to. I did want to tell everybody, don't forget Lenore County Fair all week long. Uh, so honored last night uh, that uh, Brian North and I, we emceed the cheerleading competition. Well, I, and had a blast, man. I mean, it was fun. We actually... I mean, we were all more cheer or leaders. That was my question <laughs> on social media. Um, <laughs> I think we were more cheer. More probably. cheer. Yeah, we were more cheer. Uh, he had never done it before, so it was new for him. It was my third year doing it. And, Who's got a better toe touch? Uh, oh, he does, dude. Oh, dude, come on, man. I got this belly to try to reach over here, okay? Listen, Brian North, and you know Brian. I do. North is just one of the most genuine <sighs> – Channel 12 has been so lucky to have some of the guys they've had and people come through there. Wes Goforth. I don't know if you ever got to know him. Wes you and was, I interviewed Wes um, before the gubernatorial uh, That's right. Man, debate. I'm telling you, Wes Goforth is just one of the great guys. Skip Waters, I mean, of course. I mean, right. he's an all-timer. Uh, Maybe the best weather or weather person I've ever known. And then North. North just falls right into that. And, in fact, I mean, he, he's just amazing. We had a blast last night. I don't want to get into a whole thing about this because well, we could go for 15 minutes about this. But do want to thank uh, Tanya and Wayland for inviting us to do that. Chris and Claudia Rains, who uh, just are amazing. They were out there last night, too. Dude, again, about around 2,000 people awesome. that were there just for the cheerleading thing. But uh, – let me uh, pull this up here real quick. Uh, man, a lot of great things still going out there all week long. Tonight, it's going to be uh, – it opens at 5 o'clock. There's going to be extreme shock wrestling out there. North and I talked about they could talk us into maybe going out there and doing a little wrestling. Would you Would you go out there and wrestle a little bit in front of a big crowd? I'd go watch our wrestle. <laughs> there you go. Particularly, uh, they need to grease y'all up. <laughs> <laughs> you do know people are trying to eat their breakfast right now, right? Uh, it's the most yeah. important meal of the day. It is, and uh, a lot of people are lost gonna, theirs. Yeah, in fact, they did. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's tonight, uh, and we'll be talking about it every day. But uh, listen, get out there, support the Lenore County Fair. Uh, it's so much fun. Linda and I, after we got through, we walked around. She got her a funnel cake. I got me some deep fried Oreos, and I had one. I had a couple left over. I had one for breakfast this morning. Is that a good breakfast? To Mm. Is that <laughs> look at yeah, you? Yeah, you know, look, I hey, didn't warm no, it up. I bro. couldn't figure out how to warm it up the right way, so I just ate it yeah, cold. You gotta get you an air fryer, bro. I got an air fryer. Dude, that's the that's the end all be all to heating anything. I've still got one left, so you say I should I, put that I would try deep fried Oreo in my air fryer. It. You need uh, tomorrow's show, you need to kick off with the with how it turned out, but um I mean we <laughs> reheat like wings, pizza, Chinese food. Really? Yeah, air fryer. Uh, we've this got one. Up. It's this right. I will try that. Okay, but listen, get out to the Lenore County Fair. It was just a, a, so much fun, so much fun, so much food. And again, it was just to see so many dude. I a thousand. Oh, I said a thousand. There were probably three thousand people all together that That's were awesome. out there and uh, just going around. And I guarantee you, Mike Martin. You, especially you, you go out there. You won't even be able to make a, a round around the whatever they call it without talking to 20 people that you know out there it's the way it is it was awesome yeah, it was I love, fun. you know i i did not go last night i was at, at work uh ran a little late but um you know it, it every year that i have gone it, it's a great time and we always go for the cheerleading competition my girls love it and uh um you know and and north lenora i, I heard uh, uh, hey, listen here's what's neat 
North Lenore won. Uh, East Duplin was in it, too, and that's who plays this week. East Duplin plays at North Lenore, and we'll get into more of that uh, probably tomorrow. We're not going to have time today. But, hey, I've got to give Pam Sheffield, one of our uh, faithful listeners, some uh, some love this morning. I doubt she – I think she listens to us on her way to work. Linda, she's probably already at work, I'm sure, but you'll have to tell her that we talked about her. But she was sitting beside Keith Spence, and you know how I am. I mean, I see people out in the crowd, and North's the same way. You know, we're picking out the people yeah. we recognize out in the crowd, and I saw Keith Spence. So I'm talking to Keith, you know, up on the stage, and then I see Pam later. Do you know Pam? I do. Yeah. So we see Pam later, and she's like, dude – I was sitting right beside Spence. So, Pam, I'm giving you love here on the show. I can't believe I saw Spence and his lovely girlfriend and and didn't give you love. So, I'm giving her love right now. So, thank you, Pam, for uh, supporting the show and all that. Okay, that's Lenore County Fair, dude. God, we've got to hit these real quick here. ECU football, dude, another loss. They're 1-4 right now, man. Uh, they're off until they play SMU a week from tomorrow. I'm beginning to worry. I really thought they were going to beat Rice. I still see a road to see. I don't know. I can't really say seven and five anymore, Mike. But I, I see a road to six and six. I really do. SMU's tough. That's going to be a hard game that Thursday night. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blackout. I think it'll be pretty close to sold out. I think there'll be a, a ton of people at the game. I know Jonathan and I are going to go. That's the night before we go to fly out to Vegas to go see you too. Ah, yeah, that's a weapon. Yeah, there you go. But uh, Danny Rice is going to have an amazing tailgate. I can't wait that Thursday night. But as for the football itself, I'm a little concerned with that game, dude. They lose that game. They're at one and five. But they've still played a great schedule to this point. It's not like they've played a bunch of cupcakes to get uh, to get well, to this point. What were your thoughts on ECU? Give me a solid 120 yeah, that, seconds on uh, so, ECU football. So, I mean, that – the game against um, Rice came down to, you know, probably four plays. I mean, you, know, you, you didn't make it. You're fourth and goal from the three. I mean, you're, you're first and goal from the three, and you came away with no points. And, look, God knows I respect Coach Houston for going for it on fourth down. Yeah. Um, and had the snap been handled correctly, they probably get in. Um, you know, we're, we're first and, you know, first, first and 10 on the 18 and we get a holding penalty. Um, and, and, and then there's an interception because a, a block is missed. Um, and the nose tackle gets through and yeah, they're throwing a screen pass to bond and, and that gets intercepted. Um, and, and, you know, here's, here, here are the facts. JT Daniels. Quarterback for Rice, I mean, this young man played, you know, high-level, you know, football for several schools um, before coming to Rice. I mean, he was a a five-star talent coming out of high school. Um, And and so, you know, it's um, it's hard to go on the road. It's uh, it's a difficult situation. We outgained them three hundred and fifty some yards to to two seventy some. Yeah, so our defense is doing the job. You 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 hold a, a team to to twenty four points. I mean, you you should be able to win those games. Um, I think that strategically um some things on offense need to be addressed so unimaginative um, I mean, and I, you know and and 
and gosh, it's incredibly cliche right now to bash the offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick, but he's a, he's made himself an easy target. Um, and, and my concern is that, um, that loyalty, which is a trait that we admire and celebrate could end up being what, what ends up costing Mike Houston, um, ultimately is, is his loyalty to Donnie Kirkpatrick and, and, and not, you know, either pulling the reins from his play calling or, you know, making, but, um, that my concern is that, that, that might ultimately, um, cost coach Houston's job. I, I don't, I'm not a part of that, um, yeah, I'm not part of that group that that feels like Mike Houston's job should be in jeopardy. I think that one thing that ECU fans do, and this is probably something that's gonna tick some people off, but you've gotta you've gotta recognize who you are in the world. Um, and and, and I had now this, you're an ECU alum saying I, this, and, right? Yeah, and I okay. and look, and I love ECU. Yeah, but. We're not part of a Power Five conference. Um, we're probably not going to be a part of a Power Five conference for some time, if ever. Um, we're not going to be a huge destination for top tier transfers, um, and we are not in a position to to fund an NIL program that is going to entice, you know, top level prospects. I say all that to say that, you know, that when we lose two starting wide receivers, an all-time quarterback, an all-time running back, yeah. and four offensive linemen. Who's getting ready to be playing for the Baltimore Ravens. And, and four yeah. offensive linemen, then, you know, we're a program that that when those things happen, it's going to take us time to recover. Um, and And – if not a year, possibly multiple years. Well, let me ask you this, and we like I said, dude. Tom, Tom is our enemy right now. Uh, it, if if they every end up, Wednesday, if, it is every Wednesday. But let, let's play the scenario: if they finish three and nine this year, which is at this point anything can happen. I still think they're going to win at least three. I think they can win up to six. They go three and nine. Is Mike Houston the coach of ECU next year? Uh, if he's not, someone made a terrible choice. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you've got to give him a chance to uh, to take care of that. Okay, Greg Clemens has been listening all hour because he has been wanting to hear us talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, Texas last night wins four to nothing, and or not in the last night, but yesterday afternoon wins four to nothing at uh, at Tampa, which had. Uh, all of 19,000 fans for a Major League Baseball playoff game, which is embarrassing. That's in and of itself. But Texas wins. We've got three Woodies on that team, three former Wood Ducks that are playing for uh, uh, for uh, Texas. On top of that, I don't know if you know or if you heard or not, but uh, Scotty Boy and I are going up to Baltimore Saturday to go see whoever the Baltimore plays in game one, if it's Texas or if it's Tampa. And, of course, we're hoping it's Texas. Just wanted to get your thoughts, uh uh, let me give you the other scores while you uh, get your thoughts together. Let me give you the other scores from yesterday. Uh, the Twins beat the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. That was game one of their AL wild card. Uh, the Diamondbacks defeat uh, 
the Brewers, they come from behind. No reason Arizona should be winning, but they did in Milwaukee. And we've got a couple of Kinston connections there, too. The manager of uh, the Diamondbacks, former Kinston Indians manager. And then uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, one of their broadcasters is Dominic Catronio, who, uh, you know, did the Wood Ducks there for two years. So we've got Kinston connections there, but the Diamondbacks win 6-3 to three in game one of that, and then the Phillies win Four to one over the Miami Mar or the yeah the Miami Marlins. I always forget which is which. But uh, just your thoughts on uh, on the MLB playoffs, real quick. Well, and we've got a personal connection. Um, my my wife's uh, good friend Stacy Montgomery is the sister-in-law of Jordan Montgomery, who was a starting pitcher last night for the Rangers, and they threw a shutout. So, How is uh, this possible We've had, we have all these connections? Yeah, it's crazy. In fact, um, we got Jordan's seats to go see the Braves play um, um, in July when I was in Atlanta with Michaela. But, um, you know, I, and you know, you got you to gotta think, uh, you know, the Twins over the Blue Jays – I think the Rangers is a big upset um, yeah. over the Rays. I think the Rays were probably, you know, the favored team. Yeah. They won 99 yeah. games, and, dude. And and, um, and and Joe Hargett's fighting <laughs> Phils, uh getting the win against the Marlins. Um, <clears throat> the Marlins knocked my Cubs out of the playoffs, so that does my heart good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's um, – I, I think that – I think that the the wild card series has been a really um, a, a really great development for Major League Baseball. I think that um, you know it keeps a lot of teams interested in that would otherwise have been long been eliminated, and uh, and these short series you know give way for you know some interesting you know potential upset so to speak um and i like that they're played quickly i mean you know well, they, did you hear that uh attendance was up nine percent it said it's the greatest jump in attendance since 1992 how about that and it's because of what you just mentioned right there the shorter yeah, games i yeah. mean the the shorter games and i i was actually speaking of of the shorter series oh, so yes. like yeah they're playing back to back um back to back to back three you know three yeah. straight games i think that that's um I, I think that that's one of one thing in professional sports that i think has hurt you know the fan is you know no back to back games you know travel used to be one day you know you take a day off, you play the next day. Now, I mean, two, three days rest between games, particularly in the NBA playoffs. And, it, yeah, I become disinterested. I mean, there's so many things out there to pay attention to that, that, that you lose track of it. But um, playing those uh, – play, playing this baseball series, you know, back-to-back-to-back to back to back is, uh, I, I think, uh, a great, great move. Um, and and – it, it, it's good for for the fans. I mean, and uh, Jason Bone, I mean, third baseman for the Phillies, super clutch last night. Yeah, you know, I think driving in runs and leading to a 3-1, I mean, 4-1 victory for the Phillies. So, I know Joe and Who's he, your team? I'm a Cubs fan. That's right. Huge okay. Cubs okay. fan. Huge Cubs fan. In fact, that, um, that was kind of uh, – 
one one of many of of Brad Elmore and I's bonds was we were both Cubs fans and um and and, and so that that was really yeah. Well, you missed out on the shirt that I had on yesterday, and I wish I'd, I I think I knew that you were a Cubs fan, but I was at opening day. This is when I was still with the free press. They sent us to Chicago for a conference. I was at opening day in 2016 against the Cincinnati Reds. I wore the shirt that says opening day, whatever it was, April 11th, 2016. Nice. What happened in 2016? Won the World Series. You won the World Series, so I was I, there I for opening day. I feel like you're day. responsible for that. I, I did, way. too. I sort of did. One of the coldest baseball games I've ever been to oh, in my yeah. life, dude. Yeah. We sat up there. Uh, Gabe Wisnett and I, we sat up there and just froze our bazoongas off. Okay, uh, Corey is running a little bit behind. Could you stay a couple minutes yeah, over man, to good. the second we're hour? Good. Uh, well, let's talk Ryder Cup. We have talked about everything else here. Let's jump into Ryder Cup. And, again, uh I don't know. Was it the first day that caused it? Was it the second day? Well, you know, more than anything, you can break it down much more analytically than I can. Why did the Americans look at your face? Why did the Americans lose the 2023 Ryder Cup? Simply put. So, you know, I, I think that Europe played better. I mean, okay. yeah, you can, you can come up with any, you know, any formula that you want that should have created a victory for the United States. But when it comes down to it, when you put the peg in the ground, if you play better than the person you're playing against, you're going to win. And there's no formula to, to create that outside of on the course. I personally think that, um, that European golf in general is much more driven by their players are much more inspired by history than our players are. Um, most of the players on the U S Ryder cup team are, you know, if you ask them, what's your greatest memory in golf, they're going to talk about, you know, Tiger winning the Masters. You know, something to do with Tiger, chances are, is what inspired most of the guys on the U.S. Ryder team to play um, to play professional golf. And in this era, there will probably never be an athlete that was more individually driven than Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And and that carries over to something like the Ryder Cup. You ask the Europeans, you know, what their inspiration was for golf, and they're going to talk about guys like Seve Ballesteros. Um, and I think that, you know, if there was a um, – if there was a strategic advantage by one of the captains, I, I do think that, that Luke Donald um, – and the design of the locker room. I sent you the video. And um, I loved it. That was with, awesome. With the design of that locker room for the Team Europe with um, all the Seve quotes. And and there was a 13th locker with Seve's um, um, Ryder Cup uh, shirt in, in that locker room. So there was a, a – a, and – you know, I, I I think that they rally around that. But you know, 
but the the fact that the United States won by a greater margin in 2021 um I think that shows that you know that it, there is something to you know the travel and you know Roy McIlroy said in an interview that he feels like the hardest thing in professional golf right now is is to win a a an away Ryder Cup and it doesn't okay is that because of the crowds it can't be because of the comfortability of the course because even the Europeans hadn't really played this course before right well no I mean it, Europe some some of the European players had played that course okay familiarity though they have a much greater familiarity generally speaking with the courses that that we play because so many of their players are PGA tour players. Okay. Um, there are no Americans that are DP or European tour players. Um, Bob McIntyre, um, who God bless his soul, looked like an extra from Harry Potter. <laughs> um, but you know, he, he's a DP player. He does not play on the PGA tour. Um, and, and, and there I think is, you know, maybe some of the difference is the European team while is made up primarily of PGA tour players, those guys do go back and play, um, uh, European tour events. But it, you know, the, the Italian open was played, I think three or four consecutive years at, at that course. And, um, it, and it was one, twice by members uh, of that team and, you know, several top five finishers. Um, but, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I think some people will say that it was rust that, you know, the American players um, were took five weeks off between, you know, this, this Ryder Cup and, and the end of the PGA season. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, I just think that they play better, and and I do think. And how are you going to beat that one? If yeah, uh, you're not, yeah. you're yeah. not, and yeah, and I do think that them coming out and being four up after the first round. I mean, to to shut out the Americans in round one um, was was tough. Um, we struggled in foursomes, which is the alternate shot format. Um, but, you know, it's um, – I, I don't know how you create – I don't know how you create an American team to go over there and and, and win when that's not part of what makes up a normal season for PGA tour golfers. Um, yeah. And, and I do like the fact that, um, we talked a little bit about, uh, Kepka and Scheffler, you know, getting boat raced. But one of the things that I really 
liked was the emotion that Scotty Scheffler showed after that. I mean, Scheffler was in tears. I know. I saw And, it. you know, and, and I want to see that. I want to see the emotion from American players because I do think that that is one of the things that differentiates us from the European team. Um, you know, the European team is incredibly emotionally invested in this. And, and I do think that that has – you know, it has an impact on it. And I tell you what, let, let's put a pin in that just for a second. We've got to do our uh, station ID. We've got to go on the top of the second hour. We are wrapping up our first hour here. Jason Bryant's got a question for you that I'm going to hit you with here in a second, too. Thank you for listening to the first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, more Michael Martin and Corey Povar here on the Brian Hanks Show. <laughs> 